This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. Sometimes games have been out for a while and uh, they kind of seem outdated. Uh, or sometimes games come out and really kind of don't live up to the expectations or the, the quality of components that they probably should. So tonight we're going to talk about tabletop games, just games, you know, tabletop RPGs or board games that would probably use an update. That's going to be our, our topic. So let us know in the comments what uh, games you think deserve an update. And uh, we'll talk about that and add it to the chat. And uh, yeah, it's a, episode 134 of the Cat of Goodcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chaotic Goodcast, our weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shute, and with me are my fellow casters, Ben Higgins from Quarterstaff Games. Don't call it a comeback, because I never left. That's right. Artist, illustrator of Age of Night, the one and only Amanda Call. Hello. And of course, our Chaotic Goodcast would not be complete without our resident geek of the North, the one and only Jason Hunt. 16 more inches of snow overnight last night. <laughs> Did you really get my dri inches? my driveway looks like a bobsled run now. Nice. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, it's been uh, over the weekend uh, a lot of the east coast here in the states uh, got pounded with snow and wintry horribleness. So uh hopefully you all are safe and staying warm and uh yeah. Very few power outages though, which was nice. Uh, up your way or just in general? I thought in there was general. A, I thought there was a lot of power outages. Not, outages, not compared outages. to what they were projecting. They were oh. projecting way more, and there oh. was not that bad. Only nine so. million instead of like twenty million. <laughs> no, it was actually only it was actually only a couple thousand. And Is it really? considering the Still yeah, better. considering the magnitude of the storm, yeah, no, that's it was not bad. bad at it was all. bad. <laughs> it's crazy. So. Uh, but Jason, you got 16 inches of snow last night. It's it's so high on the driveway side now that I literally cannot see across my front lawn anymore. It's over <laughs> it's over my height. Wow, like, that's crazy. When we use the, the snowblower now, you have to angle the chute up so high that it's basically going vertical. And it's so <laughs> windy that it just goes vertical and then just goes <laughs> right back down. <laughs> that's the real reason. And they're asking us, just yeah, keep, it just keeps landing on top of itself. Over and over yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. But that, it, and this weekend they're asking for another six or seven inches of it. And it's uh -huh. like, well, yeah, well, I don't have any place left to put this stuff. Crazy. You guys, come on. Yeah, Even yeah. for us, that's crazy. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I just like to remind folks that if you're listening to the audio podcast uh, of this show, feel free to join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern uh, on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook, wherever, you know, whatever social media platform you use. Uh, we'd the love to have you join us and be part of the uh, part of the chat. We've got quite a few uh, uh, quite a few folks with us today. Thank you so much. We greatly greatly appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about games that probably need an update, either uh, you know, either upgrade components, maybe updated rules, updated rule books, updated mechanics, as far as you know. Yeah, those types of things uh you know we're going to talk about some board games some rpgs and that kind of goes along with maybe a new edition of an rpg as well 
because uh, you know we see those every once in a while too. So, uh, all right, <laughs> Vanda Beast wants to know if we've tried melting it because it turns into water. <laughs> it hadn't even tried that yet. I hadn't, hadn't <laughs> that, considered that. That, uh, that involves just, the temperature going above freezing. <laughs> just go outside and breathe on it a lot. Just go. Yeah. <sighs> you guys, you guys have tiger torches down there. Have you ever heard of a tiger torch? What? A what? A it's a it's basically it's a it's a poor man's flamethrower to be honest with you it's a propane tank hooked up to what is basically a barbecue line so that okay the yeah that runs yeah and it has a them. nozzle on the end of it and it's a big like, wide nozzle they use it on roofing a lot actually to melt tar right, right. and stuff like that yeah. oh. you can we we sometimes use those here to clear things off <laughs> there's not enough propane that in town like the kind of happen. thing that some of my family members would say they were going to do and the rest yeah. of us would be like how about you don't yeah i was well, gonna say I, I don't think i'm yeah. allowed to touch those see what happens is if you start using that too much and you get down to pavement level and you bring the heat too hard it cracks because hot meets cold and it goes uh, yeah so, yeah and, like and it's also, just it's like it's fi things are flammable there are a lot of things in fact that yeah. are flammable <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's just not a good idea but some people are considering it right now because the snowblowers just aren't cutting it anymore yeah there's, there's actually a guy in town who's just like using it he has one of those trailers to haul like a bobcat like yeah. a little or like a quad or whatever and yeah. he's offering snow removal services where he will come to your house for like 150 dollars and take his bobcat off and take a few scoops at a time no less and put them on his Jeez. tiny little trailer and drive them someplace else to dump take them. the snow away wow. yeah. well, like, the city <laughs> has a mountain of snow to a field somewhere yeah. it's like off you go snow. To, if i remember to uh, in the next couple of days i'll go out to the snow mountain that they've got out back of my place <laughs> it's literally it's a good 200 feet tall Is, isn't that where carnage takes place mount snow uh, yes. Yeah. Well, then I don't have very far to go because it's no, 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 right no. over there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That's crazy. We do that sometimes with uh, with our downtown. They'll come in. The city will come in and, and like they'll they'll take all the snow out and and put it, on, put like, it in a dump truck. Put it in trucks. Yeah. Haul it out of yeah. haul mm -hmm. it out of the town. But mm -hmm. yeah, I've never never heard of somebody else doing that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, catch and release snow. I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. They would uh they would push it into the the harbors uh up in up in Midcoast, Maine when I grew up. Oh really? They'd, they'd truck it down and just dump it into the harbor. And you know, yeah. I'm sure that contributes so much. I'm sure pollution. it's fine. I'm sure <laughs> you know? that's yeah. No, it's all yeah, the road but... salt and dirt in it. That's no, probably great fine. for the water, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gasoline. It's ocean water, so it's it. got salt in it yeah. anyway. It's it's hitting oh, the, it's hitting the friggin' water, and the fish are just like, ah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not it's not good. Catching nope. them pre-preserved now. <laughs> I wonder if they still do that. <laughs> most uh, places, most places don't anymore because yeah. it's not it's not, not okay. But yeah, yeah they, they just push it into the woods near a river, and it just gets yeah, down fine. to the that's gets fine. down to the water near. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's later, fine. Once it goes but, to the know. river. That's 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 perfectly okay. It's fine. That's a different thing. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we hope everyone is warm and safe and enjoying uh, their. I'm I'm cozy winter. up under my snow leopard. Yeah. Oh, you still got the snow leopard? Okay. Nice. It's, very nice. Uh, it's interesting, and uh, to think that we only have you know probably three or four more months of this. Oh my God, Douglas, stop talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> three months three months usually by april the snow starts to melt off up here well the yeah. one thing that i get to do and i'm i'm going to flex a little bit here i hope you don't mind okay. but in a few I'm, weeks in a couple weeks 
I'm headed to Florida. You know, Florida. it was like 40 in Florida this week. Hey, they didn't you... know what to do. They didn't know what to do. Ben, you do realize that 40 degrees is like 40 sounds, degrees warmer than it really is nice. here. Right, but we know how to deal with it here. They don't know how to deal with it in Florida. They just threw their hands up and said, nope. Uh, I, I'm headed to Pensacola, Florida with uh, Andrew E.C. Gaska for Pensacon for four or five days. And uh, yeah, we'll... Uh, Have you ever asked him what this stands for? EC? Yeah. Means he just throw that in there to be a fancy author name or yeah, is it actually that's it all it is. He doesn't really have any <laughs> excellent okay. content is what it is in my yeah, It could be. I wouldn't mind. I mean I'm not I'm not gonna pick on him for it. I'm just wondering. <laughs> the next time we have him on, Jason, that, that can be it'll be the question. first question out of my damn mouth hole, yeah. Wow. <laughs> then he'll never come back on the I am not. Again. I am I am stupid blunt when it comes to stuff like that <laughs> if i have a dumb thing to ask you i'm just gonna be like so <laughs> uh let's see here rodriguez says wish you could send me some cold it's 104 fahrenheit here today yeah oh. it's summer down that down in that hemisphere that's right in, in my degrees i don't that's like a lot 300 degrees celsius i think 56 i think two i think two degrees celsius no, no get no, off your 104 horse. is like 56 celsius it's very very hot 40 yeah, that's, that's 40 degrees 40 okay that's, that that's is absurd yeah. i would cease to function in that temperature i literally yeah, most uh, people do <laughs> i had to be outside in 36 degrees celsius at one point and i was the grumpiest canadian you have ever met in your life i hated every single second of it and i oh yeah and i took it out on every single person i could <laughs> Uh, Hungry Ewok says Groundhog Day is Wednesday, so this it will is. be airing. The audio podcast will be airing in the day after Groundhog Which Day. Which one do you guys have? You have Punxsutawney Phil, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Why is we, there we, a we, different Groundhog up in Canada? Is there really? Yes, there is. His no, name is Wyerton Willie. <laughs> no. Wyerton yes. Willie. You are making this up. You're nope, I am up. not. I His it. name is Wyerton Willie. No way. <laughs> I feel like Jason's just making stuff up and seeing if we'll believe it at this point. He's just making stuff up about it. Like, yeah, and he's like, what are you going to do? Come up here and find out? You yeah, yeah. Well, we're not gonna... Come on up. Yeah. Oh, my I God. He's adorable. You. He's white. He's white. I told you. What is a oh, white yeah. groundhog? Is he uh, even a groundhog? Oh, wait. He died. The original what? one died. The original, the original one did one die. Died. We're, we're on what, like the 25th Puxatawney Phil? Like, I don't have the original one of that either. The best thing about Wyerton Willie when he kids, died, Amanda, geez. they tried to just swap in another groundhog, and <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone in the town noticed. Everybody was so upset. <laughs> we do have grumpy modes, Ewok. If you make us too warm, we don't like warm. <laughs> We don't Groundhog do well Day in Wyerton is a major celebration with dances, parades, ice hockey tournaments, curling, bond spiels, pancake breakfast, darts, and snooker tournaments. Wow, Ooh. I need to go to Wyerton. I just heard pancake breakfast. That that's that's what I heard. <laughs> oh no, no, this is terrible. No, this can't be real. The original Wyerton Willie lived to the advanced age of 22 and was found dead only two days before Groundhog Day in 1999. Yep. The organizers were unable to find a replacement and instead marked Groundhog Day by revealing Willie in a coffin. He had been dressed <laughs> in a tuxedo, had coins over his eyes, and a carrot mm -hmm. between his paws. What is no. wrong with you yep. Canadians up no. there? 
Amazing. That's traumatic for kids. <laughs> Holy smoke. It's traumatic for me as an adult. Just hearing about it. Uh, no, there is no Canadian Groundhog oh Day movie, God. sadly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. There needs to be now. There is That's a good so episode of Stargate. Hilarious. It's kind of Groundhog Day-ish, though. And it was filmed in Canada, so you're sure. We'll take that. Oh, Own it. <laughs> so <laughs> messed up. We're, we're a little it's weird just... up here. Did you not figure that out? I... <laughs> it's the cold. It affects the brain. I guess. <laughs> I wonder why it hasn't affected us here in the Northeast. <laughs> it does. You just don't notice. You're used to it. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Anyway, so we had a topic, right? <laughs> yeah, we should probably talk about uh, our new, uh, our first segment. And that, of course, we've got Ben back to do new at the store. Oh, so oh, let's do. Oh, do it. New at the store and roll that high resolution. Roll that beautiful bean footage. graphic. You know, it's been like a month since we ran that last. And I honestly thought I would miss it, and I, I didn't. I didn't miss didn't it at miss all. Didn't miss the show me the money? Didn't, didn't miss the show me the money I mean, I paid all. a lot of money for that Tom Cruise I don't graphic. know if you did. And if you did, you it, it, probably it Tom paid a little more. <laughs> I, I, I got it on discount. It was a discount Tom yeah. Cruise. <laughs> I see that. I discounted uh, we, my resolution steps. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a, a, a pretty anticipated release that we're going to talk about today. Uh, this is the Rules Expansion gift set. For D&D 5th edition, this is a three-volume uh, box set. Comes with a Dungeon Master's Guide, uh, or Dungeon Master's Screen as well. You get two books that have already been previously released. Xanathar's Guide to Everything and Tossa's Cauldron of Everything. But you also get a as-of-yet unreleased book, The Monsters of the Multiverse. Uh, now this slip uh, slip case comes in two versions. There's the uh, the, the quote-unquote regular version, which has the normal covers that the previous books had had before, but done in a foil treatment. And then there's the uh, the local hobby store alt frame soft covers uh, that have these gorgeous white uh, treatment covers and on the slip case, and they are absolutely beautiful. They've got some foiling around it so they have some iridescence on the gold and everything uh very very pretty probably going to be impossible to keep clean uh <laughs> yeah but but really really beautiful books uh these were a little uh controversial when they were first announced at the end of last year uh because when they first announced it uh this was stated it was going to be the only way to get Monsters of the Multiverse, um, uh, and very quickly uh, after, people were like heck no, yeah, people were like I'm not buying two books I already got. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Wizards changed their their process and said that uh, Monsters of the Multiverse will be coming out separately as its own standalone release. We just don't have a date on that yet. So uh, if I had to guess, it probably wouldn't be at least till mid 2022 here. So if you absolutely need this book for your DD campaign uh this is the only way to pick it up currently i wonder if they would do it with a third alternative cover then uh, you know that maybe. would be weird <laughs> maybe have uh, i can see have... them doing it though because it's coming out standalone yeah, yeah. I mean, if, you, if yeah. you're gonna sell a, another copy anyway you might as well make it yeah my like, first thought know. when i saw those covers was they're beautiful and no, they'll never get the cheeto dust off the oh you already oh, have one you evil man oh, you are an evil baby. man so, so i'm so... i'm 
keeping mine sealed right now because I will probably not use it it's for so the time great. being. But uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely beautiful and uh, very very much uh, desirable if you are a D and D collector. Whether or not you'll use it uh, as a yeah. player or a DM, yeah. eh, got to kind of weigh those options. Um, it have the monsters are. Do we know if those monsters are all unique? Because I know they were saying that they did make a lot of changes to existing monsters. Some of them are unique. Some of them are upgrades to existing monsters, yeah. and some of them are variants of existing monsters. Oh, so um, I'm just wondering, there's... like, let's say they threw in an upgrade for Frost Giant and. Mm -hmm. I already have it in the monster manual. Mm -hmm. I and I have it on D and D Beyond because I have all my books on D and D Beyond. Pretty much, will I automatically get the update then? I guess, or will uh, I have to buy the tome to get the update? You'll probably have to buy the tome to get. It's Wizards of the Coast, Jason. Come on, they're no, gonna make you pay for it. I know, I know. You gotta just, buy the tome. They're not gonna give you anything for free at this point. Get out of so, here. But what's gonna happen if, like, if I buy the Monsters of the Multiverse thing on D and D Beyond, say? And I get that. How does it differentiate? Like, does it ask me? Like, do you want to use the standard version or the new version? Like, honestly, I'm not familiar with D&D Beyond at all, so I don't think I can answer that. Um, how? Well, I'm yeah. gonna buy it, so I'll tell you eventually. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <All right. laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of a moot point. I just, I'm just being a grumpy because I can be a grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to give us an update once you just find like, out. How am I how supposed to use all this content that Wizards of the Coast is pulling? Oh, that I'm, that I'm gonna buy either way. <laughs> The amount, the amount of value that I've gotten out of having D&D Beyond, because I use the Foundry Virtual Tabletop, is right. insane. It's been so ridiculously helpful for my group. Like, nice. I, nice. like, It's the most useful tool that has ever been released other than a virtual tabletop, honestly, for nice. online gaming. The, the one thing that I have, and this will kind of go into the whole topic of, of new additions and, and, and everything. Of course, we all know that there's a, like a, a kind of a revised 5e uh edition coming out here what they say in 2024 or something like that i um, believe it's 2023 is it 2023 yeah. it's probably 23 it'll be interesting since they've already have so much material for the not only in book form but in dnd beyond yeah like how are you going to justify they're gonna, well like, they're not going to make any major changes to it because that would ruin dnd beyond Right, and I I don't think they're there yet, mm -hmm. because yeah, like there's just too many, too many things have been interlinked now for them to just come out and say, oh hey, we're just gonna do you know our own thing, and all that D and D Beyond content is just garbage now. It's either that or they would have to grandfather people into the new versions. I, I hear, nobody who's paid like five hundred dollars of their D and D Beyond library over time is gonna go and buy the hardcover books and then pay another five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Not quickly, anyway. That's true. I mean, they 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 did say on the on the D and D uh, live stream that they did um, back in September that the new books would be backwards compatible with the existing five E product. Um, okay. So I don't think they're going to get rid of anything, especially with D and D Beyond. I think if anything, it's just going to be a refinement that'll kind of supplant a few things that have been either problematic or borderline abusive in terms of mechanics. Um, and also tweaking up, I know one of the things they said they absolutely were going to be targeting 
was going to be the uh, the racial mechanics and trying to replace those and and free those from being a purely racial bonuses and and negatives to a more lineage thing, more about your upbringing and your your general area of your character uh, where they're from and everything than necessarily their their racial makeup. Gotcha. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm curious to see how how it all plays out and. Uh, like I said, this that's probably a topic that we'll probably talk about uh, a little bit more in uh, a little later on in the uh, games that probably need an update or that we expect an update for here uh, shortly. Uh, so yeah, uh, but that yeah, that uh, box set looks amazing. Now, it's so pretty. Yeah, what there was a, there was another box set that, that they came out right. It was like it was mostly the core rule book. So it's player handbook. The game master's guide and, and one other book they, they did the, the previous gift set uh that has been on the market yeah. for about two years now had the um uh yeah the core three the the phb the dmg and the the monster manual yeah. i think um, that one also we, came with a dm screen did it not? it did yep yeah um that is and still available in the foil covers but not the alt covers sure. uh if your yeah. local game has the alt covers yeah. uh pick it up because yeah. Uh, a, they're gorgeous, and B, they are being much scarcer to find nowadays. I saw the old covers; they are very sexy. <laughs> They've actually become my core books. I, oh, really? I, I, I'm I using have, the old covers. They have so. a set at, at at my local store in Edmonton, and I'm just I just I haven't pulled the trigger because I already have the books, and I'm just like I yeah. don't need more of these books, but they're so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, Doug. Jason, you said that they're looking sexy. Oh yeah, oh, no, <laughs> Doug, no, stop it. No. Doug has Doug has found no. the musical options for Streamyard, and we've been trying to get him not to use them for about twenty five minutes now. Wow, <laughs> I gotta find a way to use them more often though. Uh not like that. That's not like <laughs> the Barry White. Cheesy, yeah, cheesy <laughs> lounge music. No, 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 no. Like, I, no. I mean, yeah, I mean. <sighs> There's not uh, there's not a whole bunch of options here that uh, I feel like <laughs> they just having, assumed that everybody needed cheesy lounge music. I guess. I guess. Having been a guest last week on Getting Colorful with Tony V when he first debuted these things, I can guarantee you they don't get better. They don't get better <laughs> when so. when that's like the the best one of the li- of the the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> just, just just let it. The best worst option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. It's all right. It's uh, it's it's nice that the, there's a new feature in uh, the programming that uh, we use. It's nice that they're constantly innovating on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a good this is a good good program that we use. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anything else that you got new at the store this this week? Uh, uh, that's that's the one right there. There are a couple. Uh, there's a new magic product that's going to be coming out in a couple weeks. The um, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, which I will definitely want to rant about as we get closer. Uh, Ooh, I want to hear that rant. <laughs> you will. You will. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're just kind of kind of waiting and see what trickles in through the through the ports and everything now, and it's it's kind of a surprise every week what shows up. So <laughs> crazy. Uh, while I've been trying to like pull things that I know are releasing, uh, usually on the Friday that the audio podcast releases, so that it's it's a little more topical instead of being week behind. I think probably for the next couple months we're going to be talking about things literally right after they've hit their uh, hit 
hit the stores and everything. So UPS pulls up and you're just like, what's happening today? Who knows? Tell me what's new yeah. at the store, UPS driver, because you're the only one that knows. <laughs> it's funny, like now, now that we're uh, at our shopper on winter hours uh, and we're not open on Mondays, which is why I'm now back at the home. That's studio. what you were on so long for today. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I was I don't watching know. Ben play Pokemon for like four hours. I was like, "What? Something's wrong here." Is he's playing hooky? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we're we're on our winter hours now, so like, I I don't even know if anything shows up today at the store because no one's there to get it. So yeah. I'll find out tomorrow. The box covered in snow outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, they don't just leave it. But, yeah. Yeah, Un just unlike leave Doug, it, leave it in, outside of your store in the middle of downtown Burlington. <laughs> yeah, what what, like, what yeah. could go wrong? <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. People are people are trustworthy down in front of our, our 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 transient population, which I really hope they're staying warm during this winter because oh my god, it's been brutally cold. Oh, it's on, bad, on yeah. Spring. Uh if they have to crack open a box of D D product to keep warm, take it. I'll I'll get it replaced. That's what insurance <laughs> is for. <laughs> oh geez. All right. Let's get to our featured content, and that of course is games that need an update let's let's roll the high resolution transition graphic yet again and now our feature presentation all right as i said uh, at the top of the show uh, there are certain games that uh, have been out for a while maybe certain games that have been out, released that 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 maybe didn't quite meet you know quality production expectations that could kind of use some upgrades of course we we also see you know people upgrading their games in general uh especially with like 3d printing and just uh you know buying secondhand uh you know components to, to upgrade games uh to do this on their own but we'd like to see like maybe a special edition or or a revised edition or a new edition of, of certain certain tabletop games. So I thought maybe we'd, we'd have a chat and have a show of just uh, different games that we felt or we feel could benefit from having an upgrade or a new edition put out or even just a special edition because maybe we were, we thought their original edition wasn't was kind of lackluster. Um, yeah, so let us know in the chat what uh, what games you think uh, could use an upgrade or an update or a new new edition. Uh, let's uh, let's see. Uh, Hungry Ewok says there was a 007 James Bond RPG that was early '80s that could use an update. Yes, actually, there's quite a few of those '80s RPGs that I feel could use an update. To be honest with you, I, I have a couple of them in my notes. Uh, but and yeah, a few of them 007. are getting them now, actually, too. Yeah, and it's neat to see to see yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, does anybody want to go first as to what uh, a, a game or a board game or RPG that uh, you'd like to see get an update? I would like to see some of the um, old school, like everyone has them games get updates. Like you see so many versions of things like Monopoly, but they're all the same basic game with a well, couple of new pieces. I would like to see higher quality basic pieces in those games. Like, anything that has meeples in it give them some more quality give them some more detail you know it doesn't you don't have to make a story up for them or anything but like anything that has those flimsy little cardboard chits and stuff like that make them at a premium stock and give them a gloss finish so that you're not bending them or ruining them or somebody spills water on the table like your whole game is ruined 
that's those are the games that are screaming for updates right now because a lot of them like I, i've opened up a couple of old board games in the past couple of years here like i had an old version of clue for the longest time and those cards are so dog-eared and the map is so scuffed from oh, constant dice rolling I, I, and, and moving around of things i keep on having this conversation with my kids as we're like we because you know we got a few new games over christmas and we're playing the games with the kids and then like my you know the little one you have to just remind constantly not to throw things on the floor put them in his mouth or whatever he's not like young enough where he tries to actively eat them he's just fidgety and then the older one is like super nervous and so he's constantly taking cards and like bending them and i'm like stop (laughs) like you need to stop like if you crease that card you're gonna basically ruin the game because now we know what card you have exactly (laughs) that then that's that's exactly what i mean by cards getting like dog-eared and stuff like that once that happens the game is basically it's lost all of its yeah because as soon as you pull a card you're like well we know what he's using right and that's no fun like you mentioned like clue it's like okay well now the game is ruined like literally ruined that's that's why there's card sleeves yeah did you see what uh i don't want to have to buy a hundred million pieces of stupid plastic to play if they're gonna do that they need to come with the game there should be no having to go to your local game store to buy these accessories no but also still no like hang on ben hang on (laughs) (laughs) there's that's not to say that you can't come out with premium versions of those card sleeves that you can buy at your local game store or fancy it, ones, custom ones, whatever. Yeah. If you want, like, just give them, jam, give us some, but... give us some dirt cheap, really crappy card covers in the game. Oh, no, I don't, and I then, don't want that either. Well, if, even I, if they do that though, because then you can still go to Ben's shop and buy the fancy ones. Because there's <laughs> millions of fancy card sleeves out there for every need and you want you could possibly have. I, I just I like, want, I, like I just want more solution. plastic products in general. No, I just want you're, more. Now plastic. you're just trolling me. I like I like hungry solution. Just dog ear all the cards. That's yeah, just yeah. hungry. Walk, just actually trash everything. Um, the the battleship <laughs> comment uh, yeah. was now with real explosives. <laughs> that notwithstanding, uh, what I would like to see them do with battleship is magnetic pieces. No oh, more of this yeah. plastic tabs going in there. Just yeah. put it on the board and it just clicks into place. Oh, that would, that be, would great. be great. That, that, that would be so great. much easier to maintain. Yeah, like stuff like that would be welcome upgrades to a lot of that sort of thing because then you're less likely to lose pieces too at the end of the game you yeah. just scatter the pieces on it and they're all click in magnetically and you're done that, wow that would actually be really great that. yeah yeah that, that's... well and it doesn't even have to be like all that all that fancy because like you have like travel chess sets and that sort of thing that are magnetized mm-hmm. and you just have like the board is a piece of sheet metal and right. the magnets are just in the pieces it would be amazing if if hasbro like puts out a magnetic uh, battleship like board and then we can like lay claim to it or Jason can lay claim to it. The problem is now that Jason said it, it'll never happen. So yeah, basically uh, won't even try. Hasbro yeah, won't yeah, even try. They're like, we don't want to pay anything. For that <laughs> we can't be giving money to somebody else. That's or, or, as soon as we we sign off to this podcast, Jason gets gets contacted by Hasbro. And be like, "You're the genius we've been looking for for our gaming department." Let's, That's not how that works. What's it going to take? Here's a whole bunch of money to come on board. I would happily take that whole bunch of money. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh man, 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, just so I, many I, old I, games out there that have cards, and my lord, could they ever a use lot, a, yeah. a, a the good linen finish like that was mentioned in the chat? Yeah, linen. If your like, card, if you're making a board game or a card game or anything, any tabletop game that has cards, give them linen finish, please. I would happily please, pay an extra ten bucks please. for your game if it meant that there was I wasn't going to have to be baby handling every piece of the game in order to keep it viable. That was. Of, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, one one of the games that I actually wanted to see a second edition of, or or another edition, ties into this because of component quality and everything. But Candyland, give me an updated version of Candyland that actually has game mechanics in it. Because if you have ever gone back and played a game of Candyland recently, it's just draw a card and move to that space. There's no thought process behind well, anything. That's because you do. it's for like little little kids, right. Ben. But the gaming and the hobby gaming industry has moved up to the point where Candyland kids is horrible. Yeah, but you got Grandma Nut, and, and kids yeah. can handle it. Yeah, but Grandma Nut can do something like give you a choice between two cards. Grandma, Grandma Nut, Nut could could do superstar of that game. Do a lot of stuff. All right, and, all right. so I'll. <laughs> Let me know when you're done, Ben, because I have something to say about that. Oh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay. So, several years ago, I actually redesigned Candyland for Ooh. a game design challenge on D-Infinity. Um, I'm pulling up my post on it right now. So, yes, nice. at the time, Wolfgang was three years old. My oldest was three years old. And so we played Candyland all the time. <laughs> and I hated it. And it was awful. It's it an activity. Awful. It's an activity. It's not a game. So so the reason why Candyland is the way that it is, is that it's not really a game. It's like a game primer. Mm -hmm. It's in order to teach really young kids that can barely like that barely have the manual dexterity to manipulate things like cards. It's to teach them just the structure of later board games of like you have to you take your turn and you draw the card and then playing? you do what the card says. And we're not going to worry about making decisions yet. We're just going to get this basic structure down, but that makes it absolutely murderously boring for adults and uh, small children get like obsessed with things and make you do them over and over and over and over again. So let it go, and, Amanda. And, 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 and no, and no, here's no. The thing, so I redesigned Candyland. So what I did yeah is I made it because also my oldest really loves trains. So I made it Candyland Express. And what you had to do was you went, it was still the same mechanic where you just draw a card and it tells you what color to go to, but it wasn't a linear board. The board was like a great big loop-de-loop -loop with a bunch of different lines going all over the places. And you could go wherever you wanted to along those little loop-de-loops, forwards, backwards, whatever, it doesn't matter. You just have to go to the colored square. And your goal was to visit all the different candy stops and collect one of each candy. And so you could play it however strategically or not. And as an adult, the other thing that was really nice about playing that with little kids was that as an adult, you could throw the game really easily because that was the thing I found the most frustrating in playing Candyland is that it's entirely <laughs> luck-based. So if I accidentally like slaughter my kid because I don't have any control over how good this deck goes, them. No, and then my three-year-old is crying because he's moved three spaces and I'm at the end of the game. Just the way <laughs> like, life is, kid. We can make this a little bit softer. We can softball <laughs> this if we need to. Um, nice. I, I, I'm going to send the link in the chat yeah. here i don't think it'll let me post it on the in the comments but 
I See? redesigned I redesigned Candyland because I of love it. that. And like, my own little board. I brought it to the local library and played it with a bunch of random kids, not just my kids, and they liked it too. Nice. So what I'm hearing <laughs> so is Jason, I'm, I'm sorry, Amanda just hijacked your call. From Hasbro. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, she, she's she's gonna get the call now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, she's, 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 it's over. She's totally gonna. They're like, man, this kid had a good catch. She's a think tank of wonderful games. We were gonna offer this Jason guy a good contract, but man, Amanda's make Amanda's. Made I will I will huge... split the bonus with Amanda. Uh, we're the uh, we're the new Hasbro dream team, right? Yes, amazing. I really. love it. Uh, yeah, but like we've got we've got game we've got kid versions of popular games. Mm -hmm. So why can't we make Candyland a, a more refined gamer version? You know, we can have the basic Candyland for the three year olds who need to draw a card and then also cheat by shuffling the card they want to the bottom and drawing it off the bottom, <laughs> not looking at anyone except my nephew. <laughs> I was gonna say this uh, is very specific, <laughs> but but we can have the gamerly version. Like the market will hold a couple different versions. Let give me a Candyland 2.0. That's yeah, what I want. Yeah. To, to be honest with you, we've seen a whole bunch of different versions of life. We've seen a, a few versions of uh, of well, we see a ton of version, ton of different versions of Monopoly. I'm surprised this that we haven't seen different versions of Candyland, like as far as as far as that's concerned Actually, i mean not with, yet with the advent of wreck it ralph and stuff like that which was all right? like video games and candy stuff oh, was, like, was there a wreck it ralph uh, there's a Candyland? no no i'm just saying that there oh, that oh. would have been a great tie-in for Candyland. right yeah you could have done sure. the the yeah. candy racing the candy crusher vanellope's yeah. world mm -hmm. yeah hmm Candyland pandemic. <laughs> yeah, we've been. I love that. Candyland pandemic. I love it. It's a salmonella it. outbreak. <laughs> oh, and, and you can play with actual like little gummy cubes that you put on, and when you take them off, you just eat them. I'll get yeah. that sugar rush in addition to the the gaming. And and it makes pre-diabetes back to your store. <laughs> Right, you gotta buy yes. the, yeah, the you have to buy more candy. Buy you can have little candy pack. packs on your shelf. Yeah. Like, like you can even do like candy meeples in any game where you get to do like worker takeover and stuff like that. That'd be a cool option. Wow. Candy you, know, chest, you know what's going to happen is people are just going to like take these ideas and run yeah. with them. We're going to see <laughs> these are going to pop up, and we're all going to be like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> we're going to see <laughs> that was my uh, idea. <laughs> for uh, candy candy meeples uh, tomorrow on uh, launch, but that, like that, that's okay. Happen. That's okay. There's so many games that have meeples that the, the meeples could be so much better. Like I know that meeples have been kind of a staple of gaming mm -hmm. in the last like meeples. ten years because they're like more replacement games because meeples are manufactured by like the millions oh yeah oh yeah. it's a super <laughs> easy, easy to go to, to yeah <laughs> yeah but it would be very cool if they could come out with like no, i don't want to say thematic meeples but i guess that's kind of what i'm leaning towards mm -hmm. like instead of it just being a faceless humanoid looking thing give it some character like spin your game in that direction so that you can add a little bit more life to it instead of it just being a rehash of the old game there's lots of options in that area yeah, that sure. and anything with moving parts, for the love of the Lord, invest in some quality parts. There's so many games that have spinners on them, or like uh, like even Mousetrap, where oh, the oh, you get the what? Like even Mousetrap Mouse is amazing. Use... No, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying it could use it could benefit from some more quality parts. Because how many people have lost part of the Mousetrap <laughs> over time? I mean, I, that's like an empty like gold mine. Like yeah, 
Yeah, 3D printed mousetrap parts. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Replacement mousetrap components. Yeah. Right. Did it's anybody actually play mousetrap, by the way? Yeah. yeah. I did. Did you? Yeah. No, we yeah. just set it up and like watched no, it. No, no, no. You got to build it as you play. No. Yeah. Does that? And you have to set it off every time it's supposed to be set off, even if it's not fully constructed. So you can see the little diver just fall flat on its yep. face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so sad. That's half the fun of that game. I never right had there. that game. My parents were like, no. <laughs> Candyland <laughs> Vikings. No. no, the cat is not taxidermy. The cat is actually not real. That's just a that's just a green screen background. <laughs> nice. Rick keeps Either that freaking he's, me out. He's looking he's at just me. Staring right at Amanda the whole time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh let me think here. What what game did I So one of the games that I've gotten in recently that they just announced was going out of print. So if you haven't picked up this cop the copy of this game and you're and you're thinking about picking up a copy of this game, you should probably do it pretty soon because they they said that they're not making any more copies of this game. But uh, there was a game that 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 I got in that I was really disappointed in the quality of the components. And for for like a, a fairly new game and for a miniatures game, I was like really just not not happy with a lot of the the stuff that came in it. Um, and that would be Gale Force 9's uh, Aliens, another Dick Glorious Day in the, in the core uh, board game. The cards were not linen finished. They were those crappy-ass cards that uh, people love to make. And the Candyland uh, cards. Yeah, they're, they're basically the Candyland cards. Um, the, there's some cardboard, like, I can't even say it's like a tray. It's like this little thing that you use. I, the miniatures were a pain in the ass to put together. I don't like... A good or, game with crappy product. Yeah, it just it it really could, you know, if somebody wanted to pick that game back up and like I like I said, I don't think it's it's they they they've quietly announced that it was not getting a reprint. So, you know, I hope somebody maybe there's a chance that somebody picks it up and gives mm -hmm. it a new edition and makes it a little bit better quality because the game itself isn't that bad. It's just really really fiddly in the game like you're playing with these cards that you know are not going to last all that long. And this is one of those cases where you definitely want to sleeve the cards and go out and buy a whole bunch of plastic, you know, car, card sleeve packs and just, cause there's a lot of cards in that, in that set. And it's just like, yeah, you're going to play it like a couple times and it's not, yeah. I, mean, I would say that like, even maybe the first time you play it, you might even, you know, damage some of the cards. I had some old Avalon Hill games like Panzer Blitz and drive on Stalingrad and that sort of thing. And it was literally the the cardboard chit heaven. And even just putting that game away normally, you oh, had Ziploc, you had dozens of Ziploc bags filled with cardboard chits. You put the game away, you close the lid. The next time you open the game up, you have three or four chits that are bent in half. Yeah. And they're basically of no value at that point because part of the game is a flip over mechanic. To, like you don't know necessarily what you're going to encounter until you flip over the chit. Uh -huh. If you have a creased chit and you know what that what the values are on that chit, well, gee, you may as well have just not bothered to flip it over in the first place. Yep. So, like the games like that need better quality components to be even worth having. And yeah, you could very carefully put each little one centimeter by one centimeter chit away, <laughs> but. That's never going to happen. <laughs> no. If you find me the person who was willing to take the time to do that when there's like 500 chits, nope. <laughs> not happening. No. 
But that's really that's that's the big thing though. Is like even any game boards. Um, oh yeah, I know game that, boards. Like, like the standard mechanic when Monopoly came out was the fold in half game board. Mm-hmm. That's 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 fine. I don't have a problem with that because most of them laid flat quite well. But if you have a large game board, you need to make a quality piece of product for that because mm-hmm. if I'm unfolding your game board to put it on my table and it's like supposed to be laying like flat like this and it's like this or like I put a piece on it and it immediately slides off the board, ah! I have no interest <laughs> in playing your game anymore because it's just a giant pain in the butt. Uh-huh. I would love, I would love to see more board games come with neoprene mats instead of yeah, instead of actual board yeah you know, cardboard boards just, yeah just I mean I know that I know neoprene's not as cheap as cardboard obviously but it's not that would be that like even if, even if you, I guess maybe you could make it like an upgrade or something like hey you could buy the standard version of this game or you could buy the upgraded version with the deluxe mat and deluxe play pieces or something. Right behind me, uh, I just got my uh, pledge for uh, Core Space Firstborn in today. Um, she refused and, to open on stream, for which me. I will probably open on screen, <laughs> stream tomorrow uh, on Twitch. Um, Something about his daughter being more important. I had to go pick up my daughter, so I couldn't open it up. Um, but that comes with like an actual neoprene, neoprene like playmat, which is awesome. And there's a neoprene playmat in that box, so uh, I'm excited to uh, to get that out. I just think little stuff like that just you know, if you can manage to make it happen, make it happen. Because uh, you guys remember playing Dungeon? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, did did all of you play Dungeon, or is it just yeah. me and Doug? Or... Yeah, I played. You it. know those little those little cardboard cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine if those were made of like some sort of durable plastic instead of that crappy cardboard. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, oh my that's, god, <laughs> that's also one of the one of the major draws of 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 course with with all these mass market games. The price point is what price oh, yeah. is. And dry, it would, it would no doubt bump the price point. Yeah. yeah. It would no doubt bump the price point. Yeah. Yeah. So like I don't want to price them out of people's range, but I I mean, how many times have people bought those games and ruined a couple of pieces and then it's just you can't like you know those pieces are missing and the game's not the same afterwards. So you're kinda of like, eh, well, you know, you don't have all the stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Or you're trying to make a proxy. You're buying like that that cardboard paper from your local print shop, and you're like scrawling on it and trying to cut it with an exacto knife. That's worse. I've been there. I've been there, and I've done that. <laughs> um, are there any other uh, board games that have come out recently that uh, you've been kind of disappointed in, uh, in the quality of the ah wingspan? The... Oh my god! What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. 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 Um, so. <laughs> So, oh wow! So we're going there. We Jason uh, went there. I'm just gonna. Say, I was kidding, I was, but Ben has something to say. I was not gonna say anything about Winspan. So, I, 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 but go Wings, ahead, Ben. I'm, Winspan I'm, I'm, is fantastic in so many ways. It's a Stonemeyer <laughs> game. The component quality is pretty top notch across ninety percent of the box. The the cardboard shit diced, and I said chit ch. Dice yeah, it's tower. hard to say that without being rude. Dice Tower is garbage. Yeah. Is garbage. I'm sorry, Stonemeyer. You cheaped out on the one component that sees the most abuse over the course of the game. Mine is falling apart, and I um, haven't played it that much. That's too bad. It's it at like I was I was looking for you know laser cut wooden ones the other day online on Etsy to to try to replace mine because it is it's almost non-functional now and like oh, the cards have great linen finish. There you go, Ben. Has linen finish. Yeah. 
Like get, it's got a get on, formed card tray in it. Like it's got so much good going for it, and then this crappy cardboard dice tower. <laughs> we got right. We got to get on Doug to include one in the next shoot crate. Then. No, hey. no, no, no! I, I <laughs> it can say "Welcome to Flavor Town" on it. Yes. Welcome to Flavor Town. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. gotta, gotta get a laser cut birdhouse shaped dice tray, and it'll say "Welcome <laughs> to Flavor Town" because you feel there's no flavor in Wingspan. No, so I said no. there's no th- like it's not thematic at all. Yeah, no flavor, no no theme. So you gotta say "Welcome to Flavor Town." <laughs> anyway, this went way further than I was. I was just waiting for everybody to say, "Are you nuts?" And I was yeah, gonna say, "Yeah, I, I'm I kidding. loved how Jason <laughs> like, totally trolled Bannon. Like, it's not even, <laughs> and, like, it's like, it's nope, not even my. I have, serious. Uh, I have a piece. <laughs> I will share that. <laughs> I I will say that I thought that Wingspan was one of the one of the nicest quality games. That, uh, I, but then again, like, I don't yeah. think it had been played all that much. So, like, like I said, ninety. Five percent of that game is the tip-top quality of components, like Stone. Most of Stonemeyer stuff, it's just that dice tower. Yeah. So I have a board game I want to talk about, but the components, all of the physical components of it, are totally fine. That's not what my complaint is. So this was a game that I have it here. Hold on. Ugh, I like visuals. So this was a game. That I backed on Kickstarter several oh, yeah. years ago. It I remember was, that? Yeah, so I played it. Uh, I I play tested it while the campaign was going on at uh, while I was at Origins, like I don't know, a long time ago, long time ago. Rab- Rabbit Island. Rabbit, Rabbit Island. For those, Island. That, for those, for those that are on listening. The audio. Sorry, I have. Yeah. I'm holding the box for Rabbit Island. It's beautiful. All the components are really nice. So I play tested the game and I had a blast. And so I was like, I was at the convention and I sent a message to my husband who was at home and I said, go back this game so that we can get it. And he did. And then um, we didn't get it for like a, a few years. It. it the, wow. They ran into some production hurdles. These things mm. happen. Ooh. Okay. I mean, they things had to happen. get more rabbits. I did eventually get it, so it's nice. fine. But the thing was, the last time I had played this game was as a demo at a convention several years prior. And the rule book for this game oh, is no. a travesty. Oh, no. <laughs> it, is, well. it is written so poorly. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't think this is how the game's supposed to work like this doesn't feel right but i don't remember because it was so long ago but the way the rules are written are like incomprehensible and i'm not an inexperienced board gamer i'm not inexperienced with reading rules and i was having a really hard time making heads or tails of it and 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 that's kind of the problem is that i really wanted to enjoy playing this game that i waited so long for and is so pretty and so nice but the rules just don't make sense the way that they're written and i don't know whether they just didn't have like a rules editor or if the only people they had go over the rules were people who were part of their playtest group or what um Mm because those are all shortcomings that can happen especially with like a small design team you just don't think about it you don't think about the fact that if you're only playing with people who know the game inside and out that you're not necessarily going to be communicating things in a clear way um this game is basically not available at this point like i i'm pretty (laughs) sure that now it's like everybody who has a copy of it they've got a copy of it and that's pretty much the end of it i don't know if you can get it anywhere at this point their website no longer exists 
You can oh, find wow. coverage on it on things like Board Game Geek, but mm. I, I'm not aware of anywhere that you can get it. I don't know if like maybe Alliance still has a handful of copies. I don't know. But anyway, in an ideal world, I would like to see them just rewrite the rule book. <laughs> and I could just even print it off. I don't care. I'll, I'll download it and print it off just so that I can actually play this game that I want to be able to play. <laughs> There was that's, another that's, game like that, actually, that I played recently. Well, I, did, I didn't play it recently, but I watched a friend of mine play it. Um, Sumik, uh, that we had on for an actual play once from Sumik Labs. Mm-hmm. He and his wife were playing the PC version of Gloomhaven uh, oh, yeah. on stream once. Mm-hmm. And while they were playing, they kept running into mechanics that didn't make sense to them. Because the way they had read the rules and understood the rules wasn't something that was mechanically possible in the steam version of the game so they were they were they were actually getting upset because they thought well are are we stupid or is this game not programmed properly right so they ended up going and doing a whole bunch of research and it turns out some of the rules the way they're worded can be interpreted in two or three different ways so when they got on the forums they were like you know what the way it works in the game is actually the way it's supposed to work, but that's not the way it should work yeah, because yeah. this um, this interpretation inter- uh, interpretation of the rules makes way more sense and is how it should be done. And they played through, I think, I want to say about 30% of the game on stream before they finally just were so annoyed by it that it was not fun and mm. they stopped. So that's one thing that a lot of games could stand for to have updated too is their rules like just have a new oh, team maybe come in and look at your rules yeah. mm-hmm. to make sure they're as clear and concise and full of meaning as possible because while i watched him be frustrated with it my i was having flashbacks to fifth edition warhammer there were so many contradictory mm-hmm. rules in fifth mm-hmm. edition warhammer that made that made for arguments at the table and people just generally stopping playing the game because of rules interpretations that hadn't been checked out in FAQs or anything like that. Like that's a huge part of a game. If your rules don't make sense, no one's going to want to play your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and and we're starting to see that a little bit more and more with with folks that with publishers going back to uh, games that have been out for like probably five to six to ten years. That, uh, that we're seeing them go back to kind of like overhaul the design and the graphics bit, and, yeah. and and clean up the iconography and, and to kind of make the, the board game because i'll be honest with you i mean the last five six years the the board game hobby has changed quite a bit and what was probably acceptable back then is not not, not necessarily not great. Ex- yeah it's it's not as accessible you know acceptable as it as it is now so well uh, one of the one of the big ones we saw that just did that was seven wonders yeah uh, exactly. they just did a whole refresh they graphically yeah. changed things they streamlined some of the rule book they added uh graphical updates to the actual mechanics of the cards to make it easier to understand like um it was it was a very good update and uh i think they've continued to sell product very consistently because of it i think it was starting to tail off and they actually got a a a bump from going back and and revisiting their game Mm. one example of a terrible rule book was the tiny little rule book that used to come in every deck of magic cards (laughs) (laughs) that rule book a was blindness inducing and b 
was so tight. Well, that, pursuant to the blindness thing, was so darn tiny that you couldn't even see some of the symbols. They were so ridiculously small in the book. And, and then the you rules... could go and, and buy that entire other book for like $20 <laughs> that had like it was an entire book and it was yep. like here's how you actually play yeah Except this is going to be outdated in like a couple of years and yeah pretty much while you wait kind of thing it's being mm -hmm. outdated as you speak but like those that like your rules have to be accessible yeah i mean i know that back then back when magic first came out the internet was kind of fledgling there wasn't a lot of you know like m hundreds of millions of people being online at any given time looking for magic stuff but i ended up I guess they did have a good aftermarket for buying a full-size rule book for it because that's what I ended up doing. I bought like this eight and a half by 11 book that was just the magic rules basically pumped up in size. And I, one of the things, like, and then beyond that, they started coming out with games like um, the, uh, the Eternal Struggle, uh, the vampire game, a uh, similar size rule book, but it was even more complicated because it had all kinds of extra rules. So it was just a giant disaster to try and learn how to play. Like I tried playing with several different people every single person had a different interpretation of how the rules worked wow. like that's sloppy rule book design wow. <laughs> that uh, sounds terrible no, just you. uh just just to make you feel bad for everyone that had the uh the old little rule book in magic uh currently uh someone is selling one from beta on ebay right now for 350 dollars for the, that's for the that's little tiny rule book that's a steal right there yeah that's, and... a, that's, that's a good price I want to strangle you through the screen right now. I have hundreds of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, believe me. I I, I didn't so have the beta. I, I had the revised ones, but those go for, you know, 30, 40 bucks a pop now. And I yeah, had, we I just, had about three just, or four beta ones. Away. Yeah. I had no away. idea that I had beta cards, honestly. That's, I, that really makes me mad, mad looking back at it now, hey. how much how much value there is in beta cards. But Southern I had no idea what I had. It's like you can make yourself some money on eBay. There, yeah. There you <laughs> get, get yourself onto eBay. <laughs> you might be You might be a rich person. <laughs> Well, just because they're listed on eBay for that much doesn't, yeah, mean, doesn't mean they're, they're going to sell. Yeah. They're selling. But you know for. what? That's what somebody's if you can, asking for. If you can sell a bunch of like useless pieces of paper for even like five dollars, exactly, you're doing something. Yeah, <laughs> why not? That's true. That's true. true. Especially something small that you can literally just put in an envelope and put. A yeah, stamp. you don't even need a right. mailer. Just get it. Get a regular right. letter envelope. And be like, here you go. Here's your thing. And you don't and have to spend a bunch bucks. of time like wrapping it in bubble wrap and taping it up. Just... Yeah, yeah. Like even was... if you don't update your components, update your dang rules, folks. Please, please update your rules. Or at least do an FAQ. If you're not going to completely re-update your rules, at least put it out an FAQ document that people can print off that has rules clarifications on it. Mm -hmm. Now we've talked a lot about uh, board games uh, so far. Is are there any RPGs? I know we at the beginning of the uh, the, uh, the session, uh, you know, Hungary said uh, the James Bond 007 RPG. They'd like to see a, a new uh, edition of. Are there any RPGs out that you would like to see a new edition of, or a new updated rule set, or or anything? Uh, yes, Rodrigo says. No. Rodrigo says Cypher System, the second edition, could use a revision update. The character creation part is tough. That's tough. Yeah, that's not fun. I've yeah, honestly that's... never looked at Cypher System. Mm -hmm. I know it's fairly I popular, have it, but, but I've I've, never... I have no interest. Yeah. The, uh, but... I, I, yes and no is my answer to that. It's not a, it's not a game that's out and readily available right now, but I want to see a new edition of it. Um, 
I want a new Changeling the Dreaming. And I bet you, Barney, mm. if he were here, he'd back me up. Yeah, yeah uh, would. They, they, they just redo that? Or is that just a redo of the original uh, rules? They did the, like, gritty, like, reboot. Um, like, Changeling the Forgotten is, is, is what it was. It was, like, the gritty uh, World no. of Darkness reboot. I want fairies. Changeling is not supposed to be gritty. Like they went back and they brought back Vampire the Masquerade and 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 they did all these deluxe editions of those. Yeah. Yeah. Like give us give us a new Changeling the Dreaming and and work it into it. That was my favorite White Wolf IP. I want that. I I wanna I wanna play that that again. that was second so, edition, was it not? When Changeling and all those ones came out, they did. They did. Yeah, it was during second edition, and they did a yeah. first edition Changeling. They did a second edition Changeling. Oh, did they? Okay. Um, at the time, because originally Changeling used like tarot cards that you would yes. cut out of the back of the book or Photoshop. That's right. And they got rid of that for the second edition. But um, but uh, yeah, give give me a give me a third edition and let's 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 go. I want to. I'll, I'll throw some money here. <laughs> yeah. John says I would like to see an alternity. Uh, alternity. Wow. I have not heard of alternity in a long time. That would be interesting actually to see a re-release of that. What about uh, uh for me I would love to see a new edition of uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh RPG by Palladium. Un- by Pal- Palladium a, put that out back a, back in the day. A, you want to be a Ninja Turtle? I want to play Ninja he Turtle. Is a Ninja Turtle. I want to kind of play any kind of mutant. I love playing mutants. That's that's yeah. the thing. I would love to see a new edition of that. Like even if they're just like reprint the old books, kind of like what uh, Fantasy Flight did with uh, the old Star Wars West End games uh, books there a few years ago. Uh, I would love to see new editions of those games or just cleaned up versions. I don't know. Something. Mm-hmm. Something. I think it would be fun. I don't know if they ever did it, but I would like to see a re-release of the DC Heroes. Oh, that... With updated rules. Because that game came out and flopped so hard, at least everywhere that I was playing games anyway. Um, and it wasn't... Like, people liked the universe, which is you know pretty commonplace, actually, with DC. People love the universe. But the game itself just fell all over itself trying to do anything. So I would like to see a re-release of that with tighter rules, maybe a different... Uh, mechanic even in general that would be really cool because and even the, the quality of the game itself was kind of low the the components in the box like even the books they were just uh mass printed stapled and they weren't even flat they were they were that weird kind of you know when you fold two pieces of paper and you get that weird curve mm-hmm. at the staple point that's what the rule books were they weren't even like the flat back hardbound kind of thing so i think that would be very cool i'd like to see that uh, let's see here. Southern Sky says the space opera second edition has been penciled for 20 years, but the copyright holder wants too much money for the other, for the other author authors to buy him out. Space uh, oh man, I played space opera a little bit back in the day. Yeah. It's the that thing with a lot cool. of these different like games and property, property based games, yeah. especially IP games of any type Who is that, it? is that. You have it, like it may seem like a slam dunk. Why don't? Yeah. Why doesn't someone reissue this? Mm-hmm. It's like because the rights are probably caught up in some sort of nightmare mm-hmm. tangle of a situation yeah. that no yeah. one has Companies been able have to claim do. to it. Yeah. Right. Some yeah. And it, and especially yeah. like I've heard people be like, "Well, how come this property isn't a, an RPG or this property isn't an RPG?" And you're, they're talking about something that's like relatively yeah. old, and it's like, well, 
you know, if that's still owned by, like, the creator's immediate family, they may not know what a role-playing game is or yeah. care. <laughs> like, <laughs> true. They, they could it's well be getting proposals so all the true. time, like, hey, can we adapt your, your yeah. IP into a role-playing game? And being like, I don't know what this means, trash. <laughs> There's lots of, uh, like, even old um iron crown enterprises back well i think they're still around actually technically but um they did ice law arms law claw law and that sort of thing which was all their combat and magic and mm -hmm. uh, other mechanics and stuff like that i think that could stand for a, a very cool upgrade i know they have updated it a little bit it's available on drive through rpg i think as a print on demand but i think it would probably be viable if they were to release that like we haven't really seen a good d100 system really like take the take the the rpg tabletop rpg world really by storm i guess is a terrible and uh, a terrible way to say it but like we haven't really seen that in a long time mostly because people find the d100 mechanic to be clumsy which i mean it's it's my favorite mechanic but i get it i understand <laughs> i don't think it's, but i'd like to see something i don't like i don't think it's inherently clumsy i think most of the games that have tried to apply it have been clumsy for yeah, other maybe. reasons yeah, like for reasons outside of the D100 mechanic, like they had yeah. a bunch of other stuff that made them clumsy. Like I, yeah. I don't think that the D100 mechanic in itself is the problem. I think that a lot of times games that have chosen to use that yeah. happen to also be but, kind of unwieldy outside like, of that. People don't really realize the potential of a D100 system because I noticed a, a lot of the time um, with a lot of... Uh, what was I playing not too long ago? Uh, shoot. I can't remember what it was. I played an online game, just a one-shot, and we were using a D100 system, and the tables that we were rolling on for random events and stuff like that, or just weird, like, magic items, instead of it being 100 options, it was 25 options, and everything was, like, a four-digit spread. Mm -hmm. there's, that, there's no point in using a D100 system if you're not going to use the D100 <laughs> system. Right, right. <laughs> Like if yeah. you're gonna, if you're gonna, I want a, it, I yeah. want a D25. You need to yeah. make a D25 <laughs> yeah. for me. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I yeah. actually want. Okay. Yeah, that's I would like to see a, a a solid D100 system really just with a robust rule set, I guess. That would be that'd be cool. Whether it's uh, Iron Crown or even like Middle Earth role playing was a D100 system. That was mm. uh I just, I just got caught in my own microphone wire. <laughs> The problem with Middle Earth role playing was more. It was more. They were. It was half a game and half a source book, and that yeah. didn't work. Yeah. Uh, Rodrigo says a streamlined version Ooh, of Exalted yeah. RPG would be nice. A rules light version. Yeah, yeah, Exalted is very crunchy. I wish I had enjoyed Exalted. It seemed like I should have enjoyed it, and I never did. I I don't know if a, a rules light version might fix that. I don't know. It it never. It just never jived for me i was in a very long exalted campaign and i never really had fun with the game <laughs> you just were showing up <laughs> i was showing up mostly because my friends were in it and we yeah. basically it was a fairly large group so we had a, a any individual person had a lot of downtime so we had a lot of time to just kind of like chit chat and socialize yeah. <laughs> while in the other turns, half of the group was like doing stuff <laughs> 20 minute conversations that have nothing right. to do with the game yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a good indicator right there that your game, I mean, not necessarily group-wise, but that's a good indicator right there that your game's rules are having an issue. If if you spend that much time just waiting around not, to do something. Not yeah. actually playing the game, yeah. yeah. Like, if your mechanics are requiring your, your, your players to be that involved with the rules, you're missing the game. 
That's why your, your rules should never take that much precedence. Even in stupid things like Phoenix Command or uh, Living Steel, where it's a D1000 system. <laughs> like, Yikes. Phoenix Command was and, and Living Steel were basically the, 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 the next step over Traveler, where it was like, hey, you could die in character creation. Well, in Living Steel, you could be dead 0.6 seconds into a fight. And that's just the end of your character. There's no, like, there was no <laughs> medical pact or anything. Like, you could literally roll a bad crit and be dead. You can <laughs> well, your atoms. Yeah. And, you spend, and character creation in that game was monstrous. No. You spent hours creating a character yeah, just to have no. it die. Mm-mm. That does not sound like fun. Uh, let's see here. The rules are so heavy yeah. uh, that destroyed the fun. The campaigns I played were never finished. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Anytime Your face is in the rule book. Like, oh, we're going to start combat. And I was just like, no. Time to go get food then. Yeah. Like for all its bumps and foibles along the road and all the things that I can nitpick about 5th edition, combat's fairly easy in 5th edition. That's true. I mean, even if you're a spellcaster, there's only a few spells that apply to your situation. You're, if you're a warrior, there's only a few abilities you have that you can really genuinely apply to the situation unless you want to debate with the DM for 25 minutes. So Don't you roll like your that. dice, you do your thing, move on. Like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, games that we'd like to see get upgraded or a new edition? Or... Um, ben recently backed a Crokinole game on Kickstarter. I yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I think those games could stand with some updates. Like, a Ben back for a really nice-looking board. Uh, it's a really, it's a beautiful looking piece of wood, honestly, but I would like to see games like Crokinole, uh, like any of the, any of the tabletop big chunky games that you would play. Like mm-hmm. I w- give, give us more up-to-date options. Like they don't always have to be metal or wood, but like give us, give us some solid plastic options, you know, update those games so that the kids might want to play them. Cause you put a Crokinole table down in front of a bunch of kids and they're going to be like, what, what, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Take, the, take those old old games that are usually like, you know, stuffed in grandpa and grandpa's closet, pull them out and, you know, see, like, geez, you know, this is a cool board, but it weighs 35 pounds. Uh, what if I made this out of high density plastic instead? You know, put some nice colors on the board, get maybe put some racing stripes on it. I don't know. Get the kids to play. <laughs> I, I grew up playing cribbage. So now you've got me thinking, like, how can I, like, update and gamerfy cribbage? You know what? And use that as a mechanic in a game. Cribbage is pretty great. The yeah. magnetic thing from from the battleship idea. That would help. So, how many times have people used toothpicks in a cribbage board because they lost the All stupid the little pegs? All the time. <laughs> yeah. If they were magnetic and you could just go click, 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 click along your board, hey. <laughs> can, can, can I make a confession? You don't know yes. how to play cribbage, or you I've don't never, even know what crokinole is. Cribbage. Oh, we're playing next convention then, Doug. I'm going to teach yeah, you. Yeah. What about Romoli? Have, to... have you ever played Romoli? have to remind me of the rules because i've played like only a couple of times so i never remember oh yeah we'll we'll do a little cribbage throw down yeah that's where i first when um when i first came up with the idea for for cards needing to be of more durable quality honestly was thinking back to old decks of cribbage Mm -hmm. cards because you shuffle Mm -hmm. and deal and shuffle and deal and pick cards so constantly in cribbage that everybody's deck looks like it's been through a laundry machine and thrown in the back of the car and the children have stomped on it for two days and then you just reshuffled them. Oh, I, I, I can still remember though. So my great grandfather had a coffee table that was actually a cribbage board as well. Yes. And it, it, the deck of cards that sat on the end of it 
was so bent and <sighs> and the, the thousands of games that have been played with that deck of cards. This gets, this gets back to Hungry's advice, which was just ruin all the cards. Right? Just ruin yes. all. <laughs> all the cards are equally damaged. <laughs> didn't know what was the eight of diamonds versus the, the jack of spades. Like, yep. they were so beat. There's no way you were memorizing anything out of that deck. And in this uh, day and age, no one would want to touch those cards because <laughs> so many different people's hands have been on them. Ah. Spread them all out and hit them with Lysol real quick. Yeah, right? just, just <laughs> probably dissolve, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Being held together mostly by dirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, Cribbage is one of those games that uh, my, my grandparents and you know, uh, we never, we never, I don't think, I don't think they ever played that with us. That I can, can recall. count to 15, you can play cribbage. Well, that's probably why I, they didn't play it with me because <laughs> that might be some, they're thinking to themselves, oh, we might have some trouble with that one. Yeah, no, we're going to, we're just going to keep go fish with Doug. That's, that's we're going to, we're going to lose him around 10 and then he's just yeah. going to not understand. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. It's not true. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How much longer is this going to go? <laughs> Canasta, what is this? Let's Ooh, see. Canasta, here. oof. Cribbage. I know. Yeah, I know. Uker. My grandparents used to play Canasta, but I've never played Canasta. Yeah. And what's the other? What's the? What's the? the game? Euchre. Euchre, Ramoli, Canasta, Cribbage. All of those games were. Those are classic Pinochle. card games. Pinochle. Yeah. That was my grandmother's. That's old school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rodrigo says, "How about a new version of Ludo? Parcheesi. I guess it's called Parcheesi in the U.S." Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like all of those games, like if you go into any um, uh, like larger, I don't know, want to say like a department store kind of thing where they have a, a board game selection, you're probably going to find a cribbage board. Um, and then if you go into anything like a, like a River City Games or like the, the mass market chain game stores, they have like a half a dozen different crib boards. I don't in go into shapes any of those. And sizes. I only go into my friendly local game store. Well, and, you, and so you should. Black Moon Games but, but in Lebanon, what? New oh. Hampshire. Well, it shouldn't should it be quarters. I don't know. No, 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 it's black. They 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 pay sponsorship money for this. That doesn't mean they have to be the favorite. <laughs> I, I, I will say, D doesn't have, it though? <laughs> I will say we have more classic games than Black Moon does. So wow, wow. we mostly because we don't have like we I we've got a Target kind of nearby, yeah. but like a Walmart is another twenty minutes away. So like. We don't have these bigger kind of shopping areas, you know, where where down by Tony's store, he's got a very large strip mall area, literally like five minutes down the road. So like right. it doesn't play for him, plays for us. So yeah. yeah, like there's you could have all kinds of like you could get kids into playing Parcheesi or not Parcheesi, but even cribbage. If you had a cool cribbage board, I bet they'd be like, What the heck is that? How do I play on that? If you had some kind of cool, like even like just get a space themed one with like a little galaxy stuff on or whatever to be like, hey, we're going to play this really cool game. And the kids aren't going to be like, oh, this is an old person's game. <laughs> there, there was a coffee house uh, in there's a coffee house downtown that uh, or coffee shop, I should say, that has a cribbage board on the coffee table. And it's like it built into the coffee table. Mm -hmm. And it's like this natural actually wood. Fairly common. Yeah, it's like this natural wood kind of thing. It's really kind yeah. of. Some people should do some pretty impressive woodworking on those boards sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Pretty cool boards. I mean, it just takes, you know, uh, a drill press really yeah. to, to make the holes and then drill you can press do and a, and a, at that like point. You just need a, 
it, honestly, the, I think the biggest issue would be the spacing. You want yep. you want even spacing because it would look more attractive to be uniform. Yep. But I've I've seen do-it-yourself cribbage boards that were just literally like a guy took a drill to a friggin' couple of two by fours glued together. And the pegs are all in there, like well, because he didn't actually, use a drill press. There like, was ah. there was one at a campsite where they used to use pencils. They yeah, had snapped off pencils. That those were the yep. pegs. That's great. Yep. Uh, all right. Anything? Anything else to? Yeah, Ben, what do you got? I got, I got one more. Wait, what do you got? And I, what do you got? I, I think you would probably agree with this, uh, Doug. Right. Um, the Decipher Star Wars CCG needs a second edition and to be brought back. Probably as an LCG. I don't think it would handle itself as a TCG anymore, as a CCG. But it had super innovative, at least at the time, uh, resource system where the cards were the resource it keeps the game streamlined all you need is the deck you don't need other tokens you don't need counters you don't need pen and paper like literally your deck you don't need dice it keeps track of everything i would love to see that kind of get brought up cleaned up and because the game became a hot mess at the oh, end it was and so so many different cards and everything and mechanics and split cards and, and locations and everything clean it up simplify it streamline it and let's use this let let's use this, the star wars ip again let's get a good star wars card game that can last more than a couple of years when you all, all were talking when you all were talking about those uh you know magic instruction decks or um, instruction manuals uh uh way back in the day uh it it I had flashbacks of the the decipher rule books that the, those progressively got you know as 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 sets got got uh, you know more and more sets came out the 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 rule book kept kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah they like <laughs> literally, like, literally there's, there's, there's the rule book now this was the rule book there was a glossary that was oh, yeah. three times as thick as this that you also needed to play <laughs> it was with. ridiculous it was ridiculous the amount of rules that you had to you need reference but I will materials say, I, to play the game i will yeah. say that it was kind of a master class uh, especially early on in in game design in the fact that you know one of the rules uh, one of the rules that they teach you with with game design is that to try to keep as few factors outside of the elements that you're playing with like don't bring in any outside factors to have to reference so mm-hmm. like dice or if you have to refer to something like if you're playing a game and you have to go and refer to something else mm-hmm. to find a result that's not usually a good thing that that's one of the things they yeah. want you to, to limit so to, to have a, a game that had everything that you need to play just in that deck of cards like you get that 50 50 you know cards like that was that's pretty it was, impressive it was great it was yeah. great i'd love to see something go back to that I would too. I would too. I don't know if they'll ever do it. I don't. Yeah, <sighs> well, it's something yeah. that we want, so no, they will never do it. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Even if it were just like, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if like a box set would work for that game, though, Ben. No, it, it would have to be something that you could update somewhat often. You know, which is why I think a living card game style, an LCG yeah. style, would, would work for it. Um, but yeah, it, it would, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's not going to happen. I, I just kind of wish it would, but yeah, it's one of those, it, it, that's one of those dreams that definitely will never, 
never yeah. happen. But oh well, that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, uh, I think that's probably going to do it for uh, games that we'd like to see updated. Uh, I think it, we covered a fair bit of it. <laughs> we did. We did. We've got some classics. We got some new games. We got some nostalgia games that uh, we grew up with. Um, let us know in the comments uh, if you're watching this after the fact what uh, what games you'd like to see updated or, or get new additions. We'd love to hear your your input and what your suggestions. So uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, I think it would be interesting to see. Uh, I think it's uh, something that we're probably going to see more and more of here over the next probably five years or so in the industry. Where we're going to see more and more of these games get updated, especially games that have been out you know ten like in the next five years that have been out ten years. Mm -hmm. You're probably gonna see these games that that we are that are industry staples come get new editions. Oh, yeah. get look, they just did. They just did yeah. that with Arkham. Yeah, second yeah. edition Arkham now. We've seen it with uh, with King of Tokyo. King of Tokyo got a new edition. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're gonna. I, that was a game that sorely needed it though. Yeah, and I, I really like their, uh, you know, the, the that new new edition. To be honest with you, so. Anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the Chaotic Good Cast. It was chaotic, but it was so good. I want to thank all of my fellow co-hosts, Ben, Amanda, Jason. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh, I'll remind you uh, once again. What was, what was, what was this whole? That was, that was me not realizing how to <laughs> really point. In, you got to point in the opposite direction like I pointed at the cat earlier. I was yeah. like, wait, actually did it right. What the heck? <laughs> Uh, I want to remind everyone that uh, if you'd like to join us live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can uh, on YouTube or Twitch uh, or Facebook. Just uh, search for Victory Condition Gaming, and uh, you can be a part of the chat. I want to thank everybody that uh, is part of this. If you enjoyed this this show, please hit that like button down below. Uh, and if you're joining us for the first time, hit that subscribe button as well. Uh, we'd love to have you part of our uh, VCG community uh, here. We have uh, greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. So, all right. It was chaotic, but it was so good. We'll see you all next week. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victoryconditiongaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> now no. it's time. <laughs> VCG I, chaotic good, good cast after and Ben is like right into I, it. Oh I, my god! I refrained from eating chips during the part that you need for the audio podcast. I, 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 appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, we still we still use this part. What? Technically, oh, this sorry. is still in the audio podcast. Yes. Yeah. I never oh, download the audio yeah. podcast because I'm always either on the show or I'm listening to it live. So. Wow. Wow. Hey, that just means what? we don't artificially inflate the numbers. That's set. true. That's yeah. true. Exactly. We we aren't yeah. doing that. Yeah. Hungry, thank That's you so much for joining us again this week. Thank you, Rodrigo. Appreciate you all. What are you eating there, Amanda? Ooh, you weren't here when I was talking about this. No, he, no. he was uh, out doing something else. Okay, so these are Zapp's Kettle Potato Chips. They're made in uh, Louisiana. And I got the yeah, New Orleans Kettle Style. Uh, my favorite flavor I got, this is the spicy Cajun craw taters. So these are not available in the Northeast. I used to eat them all the time when I lived in Georgia, where I could get them, because they're amazing. 
Um, and then Ben was talking about chips on his stream last week, and we happened to men <laughs> I happened to mention Zaps, and then he was looking them up online and was like, oh, Utz distributes them, so you can order them from the Utz website. And I was like, excuse me, what? And I went and I ordered a case of them. Oh, my God. Because you can only order them by the case. And what's funny is that it, they literally, like, like basically Utz is like, yeah, if you want to buy direct from us, you can, but we're not, like, messing around with giving you a bag and putting it in a box. They just take the case, like the ones that they sent to a grocery store, and they just shove it in a shipping bag and slap a label on it. Nice. <laughs> That's the way it should be. And so I got a case of spicy Cajun craw taters, which is my favorite flavor. They're not like too spicy, but it's like the spices that you use in low country boil. And they're so good. But she had to spend like 25 minutes explaining. The I had to explain what low country boil was. To yeah, Jason I don't know what low country know. boil is. Oh, my God. Gosh, you guys. I'm a northerner. What can I say? I don't know what that is. You are so not a northern ben. anything. Why does Ben know and you don't? Because Ben's worldly and he knows things. Okay. Ben's a foodie. So, low country boil is a thing that they make uh, basically everywhere from Maryland south. Mm -hmm. and Actually, I've never been there. You put, oh my word. You put a bunch of seafood, usually shrimp and crawdads, and I guess if you're Mar in Maryland, crab, and usually smoked sausage, and then potatoes and corn and whatever else you put in a big pot with a bunch of spices, and you boil it all up till it's cooked, and then you dump it all out on a bunch of paper towels, and everybody just eats off the pile of goodness. And the spices that you cook it with are what ours is in this, and it's it's right. super delicious. Why with the paper towel though? Because it's kind of damp still. Yeah, like it's rather than water. yeah, why not just leave it in a pot. No, because you well, eat you it communally. Can't grab it and eat it. You literally Cause, cause you just, oh, you like, so you dump it on the table and it's like a buffet. Yeah, yeah. yeah kind of. Everybody, ah. everybody eats it communally. Like, I'm you like, don't... no, we have plates and stuff, folks. We I can't do that with so spaghetti. Ew. I just no. dump out spaghetti no, and, and stop it. I just put no, it on no, the no, counter no. and I just no, put no, the no, sauce no. in it. No, so low country boil is not a thing that you just make as like a weeknight dinner. It's like a special occasion type thing you do for like a party. And so you make a ginormous well, pot yeah. of it and you put a whole bunch of paper towels out on like a big old <laughs> buffet table. And then you just dump the whole thing out and everybody just goes to town on the pile of food. I'm thinking special occasion. I'm thinking, yeah, because you don't want to just throw dinner on the table. <laughs> Exactly. Here's your here's your macaroni you and cheese. Eat it like outside, like on a picnic, like a table. picnic table. Yeah, it's a <laughs> right. it's a big communal outdoor right. thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's like it's it. like meat shovel, but yes, but it's oh, like fish. meat shovel, but meat with shovel. Crack. Not gonna lie, the spices sound delicious, but I would never touch that food with a ten foot pole because yeah, I hate so seafood. So the spices are like paprika, onion powder, uh, nutritional yeast, garlic powder, hickory smoke. That that sort of thing. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh oh, so lost Doug. No, he ran away. It's real. Oh, he was disgusted by the concept of real food. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. There's no fruit roll-ups in that. What do you want? <laughs> oh, he's back. Quiet. Yeah. Also, the first like after potatoes, the next like dozen ingredients are all various types of oil. So that's also why they're so I mean, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Corn oil, soy oil. Yep. That, that is flavor. That's canola oil. Speaking Not of meat, seed. speaking of meat shovel, speaking of meat yeah. shovel, meat okay. shovel, meat shovel twenty twenty two is happening uh, for uh, folks that uh, would like to come to uh, Granite State Comic Con in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, you will see, hopefully, at least 
three, three out of the five, if not four <laughs> out of the five of this cast there. Uh, it, we are doing a big, uh, a big event. You can go to granitecon.com and, uh, or, or if you're a $10 patron uh, on the VCG Patreon, you get a free weekend pass to, uh, to, uh, yeah, you get a free weekend pass to a GraniteCon. So that's, uh, that's exciting. Um, and we're going to have, uh, three days. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all gaming. And then we're going to do an after, after hours event, uh, which will probably, uh, we're going to do, uh, we're going to do meat shovel. So <laughs> meat shovel is, it's actually a barbecue place. That's uh, down the street from, uh, that, from they, the convention they center. literally serve the platter in a feed yeah. shovel. Yeah. But it's not actually, the store isn't actually, not actually called meat shovel. No, no, no. It's no. called, it's, it's a bit, it's a barbecue place. It's Casey's yeah. barbecue. Casey's grill. barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's delicious. And uh, for, for as little as I got to actually try a meat shovel, I know a lot about the store because I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great, uh, great place. And uh, they've none got of lots us of can room. Shut up about the meat shovel. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to be having uh, announcements for some... uh, designers and, and publishers uh, coming up here shortly. I have a meeting again tomorrow night uh, to, uh, for some, uh, for some guests. And uh, we've got a whole bunch of different guests. They've already announced uh, Kevin Eastman is going to be there. They've announced that. Uh, I'm trying to think who else? Who else have they've announced that that's going to be Doug there? Jones? And, Doug, 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 Doug Jones and, is going to be there. The, yeah, the real, the Dougs, you know, the the real yeah, celebrity. Yeah. The, the the Doug that's actually important. The Doug. You Jones, can do like a title card shoot. fight. Shoot versus Jones. No. Um, so yeah, if you are interested in uh, coming to. Uh, Granite Con, let us know, and uh, we're, we're going to have a big, big community event. Yeah, it's going to be a big, big three days of uh, pop culture and gaming, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're excited to collaborate uh, with with the folks at Granite Con again this year, and really kind of make it a big, big event. I'm so. kind of confident that Jones would win in a fight anyway because he's got weirdly long arms, and you wouldn't get within like three. Oh yeah, he would just like <laughs> hold me out. He'd, he'd yeah. do that thing where he yeah. just hold me. He'd my do that weird long armed thing where you just be yeah. like, eh, swing, swing, swing. So, uh, but here he's super nice, and I'm excited to, to he see him. He is super nice. See, that's he... the thing is that Doug Jones would never fight you. He would just no, be like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, man is um, ridiculously personable. Yeah, even on Twitter, I've, I've actually interacted with him a couple of times on Twitter. In, relation to like things he was doing he yeah. was doing a chat thing once and i asked him a question and he literally picked my question out of the thing to answer it and i was like this is weird wow. but yay <laughs> well guess what if you came to GraniteCon, you could probably ask him a question and he wouldn't even have to pick it he'd just answer it for you yeah he would just answer Ooh. it right in front of me power but we've got uh, we've got a lot of guests that are coming and uh, i'm excited uh, there's a whole bunch of uh stuff in the works so stay tuned that's just hopefully the start of uh, what we've got planned so awesome i think that's all i've got amanda are you all done your uh, potato chips no there's still a few but i, I should yeah, the whole case them. what are you talking about all right I, yeah, i'm not done with the whole how many case. bags are in a case by the way 12 yeah 12 <laughs> that's yes. more than the uh, tackies that uh, you gave me it's more than the tackies <laughs> Because the case of Takis that we, we used to send you, Ben and I each took a couple of bags home. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. know, I still had those for like the longest time. Like I actually yeah. brought them to my wife's yeah. work and they, they ate them there. Good. That works. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I'm glad they found a good home. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad it took you like two weeks to actually find them. That well, I didn't have to go with these things. Or are those are sugar-free gummy bears? No, they're no, not. Eat a whole bunch of those, Jason. 
I have been eating tons of these. These I are the most delicious. amazing gummy bears known to man, and they're they're American, which irritates me because I can't. I have trouble getting them in Canada, <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting to, them. <laughs> I'm gonna have to uh, Google them and find out. Have you ever have you ever good. read the uh, the uh, Amazon reviews for the sugar free gummy bears? <laughs> the Haribo yes. sugar free gummies. Oh my yeah. god, they are basically like... the world's tastiest laxative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are not meant to be eaten literally by the bag full. You're yeah, you're not supposed to eat the 250 gram bag that you buy. No, I, I, don't, I don't. But even... they're sugar free. It's fine. I can but eat I them don't all. Even think it takes like well, that you... much. I can to, eat this whole uh, kilo bag of these, and I'm fine. But you're not supposed to. True. I can get a one pound bulk package for three fifty. What? Of these Where are you gummy seeing bears. This? Where are you seeing their, this? On the Albanese website. Oh. Did you say three dollars and fifty cents? American, yes. Well, that's only that's still like, like six. That's bucks. like fifty dollars. One Canadian. pound bag? That's wrong. That's what it says. One pound bulk package. I, $3. I, I just got an email from them for the bag that I have here right now. Thirty five dollars and eighty three cents Canadian. <laughs> I don't How know. much? Well, they've got to like pay duties and crap. No, like that's it. beyond duties. Thirty-five bucks. That's before shipping and handling and anything. Thirty-five dollars for for one pound. I don't know what for the... for this for a bag this size. This bag is one point one seven pounds. What is? Or if you want to be more accurate, it's uh, eighteen point seven five ounces. Wow. <laughs> or five hundred and thirty grams if you're Canadian. It, uh, it won't let me check what the shipping is without making an account. I'm not doing that. So the key. I'll, I'll look it up here a little later. See if I can't find it. Cool. All right. I guess this is the chaotic good cast <laughs> gummy bear podcast. Snack food. <laughs> Always a good time. See y'all. Always next comes week. back to food. Thanks to everybody that stuck around this far. Bye. Appreciate you. We do this for you. <laughs>